Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 28 of the Money Talks. You know, a little experiment we started in the middle of the lockdown, and which is now seen 28 founders and funders share their journeys with uh, with an audience that keeps on increasing week on week. I am pleasantly surprised with the love and the 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 number of people that have that have seen the show and, and how much they've appreciated the stories that that come on board so today we've got another very interesting story you know a young founder uh with two exits to his name and now part of uh, what should be a, a unicorn in the next couple of years uh i've got the one the only shivalik sen shivalik welcome to the show thank you Interesting that you use that adjective. I was explaining to my friends, I'm like, uh, even on LinkedIn, I was like, uh, I am coming on the podcast, even though technically it might not be a podcast, but of the one and only AD, as you're known. <laughs> I think Anirudh Damani is uh, not not your uh, moniker, right? It's AD, as we've always known. Yep, true. A- a- AD is what I, what I go by. That, that is absolutely true. But Shivalik, I think, you know, uh, we've... You, you're one of the, I think you were one of the one of the first companies where I actually led led an investment. I sat on the board. I uh, worked almost co-created with you guys how we should do the product, and then yeah. also got the exit to to uh, Rapido. I think it was it was quite an amazing experience simply because you know I wasn't doing the usual B two C stuff we do, but it was more like a B two B solid B two B enterprise SaaS product. So you know we're gonna weave the journey. Today, I've been told by my team that that whatever happens, this episode has to end, end at an hour. Otherwise, they're going to kick me out of the episode. So <laughs> I'm going to be uh, time bound. But but I, I don't know whether we're going to actually hold. We're going to actually be able to finish the, the story in an hour. Uh, that being said, let's just talk a little bit about you started off with uh, at, at Don Bosco and then you went over to Bits Pilani, Goa campus. Uh, and after graduation, you had a couple of a couple of uh, internship gigs before you started a startup called Driven. So, what what did Driven do? Uh, that's right. So, um, just out of college, um, uh, I actually joined a startup. I was working in this startup called Crowdfire. Um, I was there for a couple of months, and uh, then um, I quit to start Driven with my co-founders. Arun and Someshwar and Nikhil and uh, who all actually quit their jobs to eventually like uh, join us in founding Driven. Driven was, uh, we were doing drivers on demand. You know, the idea was, the idea was quite simple. You have driver agents uh, everywhere in the country. So if you need a part-time driver, you, uh, you will call up an agent and you will say that um, I need a driver for maybe four hours or five hours, whatever, and you pay 500 bucks. And we, all of us had experience with this. My father personally used one in Kolkata, uh, like a service like this. And, you know, in Bombay also, it was quite common. And in Bombay, in fact, we saw that um, there was a massive use case for post-party, like after-party, um, uh, you need a driver to, you know, take you home, etc. And we were like, okay, so... That was, you know, the peak of Uber for X time. And we were like, okay, we got to build like Uber for drivers, for, you know, driver for hire. And one recurring theme that we kept seeing was that in Mumbai, if you if you go on the streets of Mumbai, you will see uh, there are lampposts and walls which have all these flyers pasted. That's a driver for hire, okay? 
so driver mm-hmm. suvidha driver for hire something something indiandrivers.com with a phone number so we were like let's be an aggregator of these agents and uh, you know that was the idea that's what we started uh, started with uh, we we built a we built an app very quickly prototyped built a very simple app and we hit the ground very quickly like you know that was one of the best actually things i've done in my entire entrepreneurship journey was how quickly we hit the ground with driven um we were there at uh, these you know outside these party places like your toddy mills socials and um, um blue frog in those days and stuff we were outside those places at midnight handing out flyers and cards for our service saying that hey man you wow. don't need to get a driver for 4 hours just get one for 99 bucks to take you home and they were like wow this is cheaper than uber i'll get my car so so there's one person who's really enjoying the story which is ankur vaid who's the founder of party hard drivers who's uh, saying was <laughs> like he was talking was to his own competition at this time but you know t- tell me a little bit about like what were some of the challenges that that you uh, anticipated in in such a play and you know how did you uh, how did you manage those challenges when they showed up see we we anticipated um so let me first talk about the the two sides essentially this is a marketplace we knew that this was the, the we had to generate demand and we had to generate supply both whatever we knew with our little experience we knew that in such a in such a situation uh, first you go validate whether there is enough demand or not and right. once you are validating that you immediately start trying to aggregate the supply so we started going to these agents and the problem we anticipated was uh, proven to be true which was in fact you mentioned party hard drivers and uncle phd phd were big and most uh, driver agents were already either tying up with them or were having the drivers being poached by them directly um we anticipated that getting drivers exclusively on our platform was going to be a challenge and i'll tell you why this is crucial like the exclusivity gives you the quality control because you needed your drivers to behave in a certain way right so we we mm. took the uber for x thing quite literally we were like we are going to first cater to the premium audience right because that's what uber yeah. did if you like remember and we were like mm-hmm. which makes sense you go on mumbai on mumbai roads there is either auto rickshaws or there are luxury cars there's nothing in between and you're like all these guys who are going out to party in their mercedes they will need a good driver at the end of the day right they want someone who's a chauffeur and yep. and you know right at the bat we had all of these things in in the uh, in our idea book like we we could have different classes of drivers like you could have uber for x and uber i mean sorry uber black and uber go and uber premium you could easily do that uh, with with a driver on demand where depending on your type of car you could like choose for the driver um the problem we anticipated was that yeah signing up drivers would be an issue but we did not anticipate that it was going to be such a large issue like getting them exclusive where these guys are like no i am a gig worker i go to this agent but i'm still not tied up with this agent i go to three agents and i okay. on top of that i can still work with party hard drivers so becoming just the fifth player on the supply side was 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 an issue was a challenge and i think um you know you you said something very interesting you said you know how do you manage the quality of a, you know of such a play and and, uh, and for that you need exclusivity because you need to work closely with them and i think that's where uh, that's where something interesting happened right that you were tra- started to rate drivers for whatever yeah 
this was actually this came about uh, after a brainstorming session between us founders and our uh, mentor our mentor our our uh, data and tech mentor sort of guru then was sandeepan uh, chotopadhyay sandeepan mm-hmm. as he is fondly know who you know uh, co-founded uh, justdel uh, was the cto at justdel so uh, in the brainstorm with him he was talking about how we could leverage the data like okay uh, backtracking a little bit we started giving phones to our drivers again to try and get exclusivity right we were like t-shirt de de they like ye bhi t-shirt de la we like cap denge he's like ye bhi cap de la we like chal phone denge phone to le lo they were like ha theek hai phone rakh lenge so the thing was the phone had our app and the phone gave us like you know we were like okay when we call you you pick up otherwise we take back all of this the interesting thing was that allowed us to start tracking their data or in theory we were like we are going to start tracking all of their data and um, the idea was that uh, when the customer is giving a rating we sort of check whether the data tells us that this driver like the rating matched or not so mm. you know we had a crude idea then that okay we could use some of the data on the phone and we could probably verify that um, this guy is indeed a good driver see at that time we everything was basically all the idea all the ideas were uh, sort of geared towards stratification so we were like okay we'll we'll stratify these guys we'll create segments of these guys the drivers ourselves so we were like we need to know who is the best driver like how good are you how smooth are you as a driver so that the next time my loyal customer who comes in a mercedes cla 200 i'm like do do you take this guy this guy is the smoothest guy you pay me extra hmm. but you will definitely enjoy his service and you what were the parameters with which you came up with the score so initially i think it was just speed when we started off we just wanted to monitor speed and then we sort of started digging deeper and we realized that so speed can be done just through the gps right it's a function of speed is a is a derivative of location so you could do like a single derivative and get speed um although not accurately but in theory you could what we started uh, what what we then realized is that um we could do acceleration we could do braking we could do turning and most importantly for mumbai and for indian roads we could do bumps and uh, potholes like hard bumps and wow. all from a phone was was this how expensive was this phone supposed to be no no do all not not really expensive like any say any uh, decent phone above maybe 6000 bucks like the cheapest phone we worked with was a micromax a1 which was retailing for 4800 at that time there, there was one challenge that we initially we needed the phone to be stationary so mm-hmm. stationary and then you calibrated it so that it knew that okay this is the direction that i'm going in so maybe the first few minutes of a ride we would miss so so i i you had a bunch of people also working with you i think someshwar nikhil arun and yeah. and how did you meet these guys we were basically like a uh, we were like our band of brothers uh, we met in college okay and it's a real we go back a long way we met pretty much within the first week of college all of us all of us turned out to be living in the same hostel same wing uh, wow. almost next to each other like one room apart two rooms apart like that and um, you know we all had different interests in college we were part of the same larger friends group um, and uh, somehow it clicked like after college when we started um, talking about starting something i i was actually um very close to someshwar and i was constantly like talking to him 
Somesh and Arun was at that time. He was in fact working in this really cool startup. He was working in this uh, startup called Send, which was IIT Bombay uh, founders, and he was handling operations there. And they were doing really well. Okay, this was like again heights of your tiny owl uh, era, right? Like, lots of money in IIT yeah. Bombay. क्या करेंगे? Like सब free कर देते. Like but these guys were doing good, and he was handling ops, and he was handling like a lot of orders, liaising with B two C, B two B, everything. So. I was like, so Mishwan and I were like, okay, yeah, I don't. We have to get this guy will do like all ops related everything. So we got uh, I don't know Gandhi as he's fondly known to us, Gandhi on board. And Gandhi was like, guys, like we need to do some sales marketing. Nikhil is the best guy. He's uh, he's and Nikhil was working in Zeffo in Bangalore. So he was already he was a BD manager there. Uh, so he was yeah, it was right up his alley. Used marketplace. So we we convinced Nikhil. We were like, "Don't leave your job. It's not worth it. Come come back to Bombay." And he was in Bangalore. He had just moved. Okay, he had just taken a house and everything. We came down to Bangalore. We literally like dined and wined him. Like we fed him food. We got him drunk, and we were like, "Now come." He was like, "Okay, fine, I'm in." So that was 2015, and yeah, we were together till 2018 end. So four years. Four years of uh, entrepreneurship together, and before that, we knew each other for five years. So, and and I th- I think somewhere along this driven journey, right? I think you guys were nine ten months into this. That's when we met, and you. Guys, I remember you guys pitching me this idea, and yeah. uh, you know, and I I think I found everything not so interesting except for one thing, which was your driver score. And I was like, how are you doing this? I just remember asking you, and then, and then the entire conversation just completely changed into a whole different direction. Yeah. Uh, so what was that like? I mean, we we met through uh, we met through uh, venture catalyst, or was it, why why did we catch up? Well, is was that it? yeah? What was that like? Yeah, I think we still talk about that meeting sometimes. Like sometimes when we uh, you know uh, well not recently, but like in recent memory, like when we've uh, still been you know get, like in the whole acquisition phase and all, when you know uh, we've been working closely together, we've been like. Uh, वो वो एडी ने मतलब जीना हराम कर दिया यार उस दिन क्यों मिले थे एंड समटाइम्स यू विल लाइक डैम हार उस मिले थे इसीलिए वो ये आईडिया पे आए थे सो इट्स लाइक यू नो वेरी वेरी लव हिट दैट फर्स्ट मीटिंग और रिकॉलेक्शंस विद यू लाइक आई लाइक आई विल टेल यू व्हाई वी वॉक्ड इनटू दैट रूम आफ्टर सो इट वाज द वेंचर कैटलिस्ट पिच एज यू सेड वी वर ऑलरेडी हाईली रेफर्ड एट वेंचर कैटलिस्ट एंड वी वर क्वाइट श्योर दैट वी वर गोइंग टू गेट सम मनी फ्रॉम देयर वी they had two rounds the first was a larger pitch to like the whole thing and then there was that close vetting with some 10 or 12 of you all right so in that close vetting wala thing um, i think nobody else had as many questions people were like ha ha theek hai b2c kar rahe chal jayega smart founders a bit se ho jayega and we had a good team also by then like a lot of like arun had pulled some really good folks like his childhood friends and all super sharp guys cscfa and all like people from uh, cisco and what not we had pulled so we walked into that meeting we were quite sure that this wasn't going to go going to get derailed and i remember it getting completely derailed by your questions and by the end when we walked out i had a headache and i hated you i was like my god if that guy hadn't been there you would have gotten money by now <laughs> and you were basically like but i never like, heard this story by the way yeah, yeah i i don't think i've ever told you this <laughs> we we act, this has actually never come up but um 
I remember Arun and I were like, we came down and we were grabbing a smoke, like headache clearing wala smoke. We were like, kya ho gaya yaar, aaj to matlab achcha din honne wala tha. But, like, you know, from the ashes of that meeting, something greater got created, so to say. We... I, I thought that, that the score idea was something very unique. Because, you know, you, you did hear a couple of companies like that. Obviously, everybody knew about party hard drivers, but uh, on the tech angle bit, right? That, like, uh, this was something something new. When you said like, we can rate drivers, I thought that was like very, very interesting. And let me take this this question. It's a very interesting one. If this if that meeting did not turn out the way it did, where would you have been now? <laughs> very good question. Uh, that's a tough question. I am not sure. I mean, I'll t- I'll tell you what would have happened. Um, we would have raised money with Driven, and we would have uh, basically gotten into a price war eventually with Drivers Cart and DriveView, because there were two large players in that space. Um, uh, who were doing this exact same thing like app based and of course phd party hard drivers would have been there having captured the whole bombay market already so eventually it would have gotten into we would have been into the raise and burn raise and burn more i can foresee that much uh, difficult to say like you know would have depended on our execution marketing pivots and whatnot in terms of where we would have actually ended up but yeah definitely like uh, would have spent at least what two, three or more year, more years working on uh, driven, probably probably fighting for a smaller slice of of a of a mature market. It's always been difficult. Again, we're we're doing another venture in which uh, we're having to manage drivers. And drivers are not easy to manage, right? And especially because you know they they have many motivations for them. Every rupee counts versus for maybe one, some of us, every rupee may not actually count. But for them, you know, an extra thousand rupees does matter a lot. Anyways, I, I think I think after that meeting we had we had another chat and then we discussed this whole idea behind the score. I didn't understand the tech, but I did understand what that that it wasn't something very very simple. So I, I think then we explored the idea of how do we make that into a business. I think in the that was the second time we met. I, I think Arun reminds us that it was Mumbai. You had a flight to catch and you gave us an unearthly time. You had a 9 a.m. flight or something and you were like, let's, no, maybe an 11 a.m. flight and we had to meet at some 8 or 8.30. Yeah, I said this is one to us together. This is the only time we can probably do it. You had asked us to prepare the the driving analytics thing could become a viable business. We did that overnight. I remember the four of us stayed up and we literally did that overnight. And when we met you, I think we had a decent case prepared entirely sure or convinced ourselves about how big it could be or how how important it was it was more of like an exploration for us ourselves and we were like yeah but you know this needs to be part of a fun offering and not the offering itself post that meeting actually i'm i'm a bit fuzzy i think you were convinced in that meeting and you asked us to drop by your office and i said i i, I would lead the round I, I was pretty i was very yeah. convinced on the new idea because i think it was a very smart utilization of tech I think it was the same thing what Zendrive was doing. We, we, was we didn't even know it. about Zendrive then. We found out and, while uh, preparing for the final pitch that, oh, there is this $100 million company called Zendrive. And, and, and doing well, right? I mean, they, they were making, I think, uh, from Uber, they were making some 40 cents, 40 cents per kilometer or 40 cents per mile, if I remember. And, and all the engineering mm-hmm. talent was in Bangalore. Data science talent. Yeah, I mean, mm. they they became a unicorn a couple of years back. So, but let, let's talk a little bit about like the pivot. It's it was easy for me because I'm not invested into your idea. For me, mm. you guys should, and like you said, it, it was a bit of a shock the way it was suggested. What I'd like to know is, you know, was it that convinced you to say, you know what? Yes, we should pivot. We need to we need to change this, and we need to we need to look at this a different way. It's a good question. So, 
I would put it down to two things. One was, see, most of it, most of it stemmed from our experience. Uh, it had almost been a year working on Driven. Uh, so most of it stemmed from that experience where we realized probably not cut out to work day in and day out with drivers so closely. We we were like, we used to live in a single, like a one BHK flat in Bandra. That used to also be our office. This was free getting funded. We used to, from morning to evening, we had a steady stream of drivers coming to our house because the hall, the front, the hall of that house was our office. And we had set it up with desks and computers and laptops to look like an office. And then if you went beyond the first door, that's where we lived. Now, the drivers who are coming maybe don't know that, maybe they do. But for you, essentially, there is no, and th this is true for most founders, there is no personal life anymore. Just that for most people, when your work and life merge, your work is not maybe as harsh or as physically demanding. And by physically demanding, I don't even mean like we were doing physical labor, but the fact that we were physically meeting with drivers from morning to evening, it was way harder than we had imagined. Like you said, managing drivers was so difficult. So we were constantly questioning ourselves that did we just bite off something more than we can chew? Are we sure we want to do this? Because we had more, you know, bad days than good days when dealing with these guys. And there were certain instances that completely, you know, convinced us that, okay, we don't, maybe we don't want to do this at all. Um, for example, uh, you know, one of our drivers on the job was caught at a Nakabandi, like by the police check, dead drunk. And he was behind, he was, he was a driver that we had supplied to a drunk customer, like somebody after a party. And this guy turned out to be more drunk than the customer. Oh my so God. at 3 a.m. we got calls from the police saying, he's saying he's employed by you. Please come to the police station. Your guy cannot walk straight for three feet on the road so i mean yeah that, that was a nightmare by itself five of us went like to show to show some strength and to make sure that we all don't get beaten up five of us went at three years because we were like let's like i'm scared to go alone like two of us go we get beaten up like let's all but wow. yeah so things like that we were like okay maybe like see at heart we are engineers so it means i mean we aren't that good with people like you know you need to be really 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 good people person uh when dealing with say drivers or well, not just drivers any gig economy workers right that that was one of the that was one of the uh, instances for sure so what happened was when we started uh ideating about the driver score thing and whoever we would talk to they all they were also more excited about this the driver on hire thing was sort of grating on our nerves as well it was getting difficult like ops was getting super difficult also not to mention that it was super expensive so when you when you when you don't have any usp for the supply that you can only have one usp for supply right which is more earnings yeah. Like till, till you till you reach parity with the market, you have to give them more earnings per order. Yeah. Which meant that we were burning through cash. You know, we realized that unless we keep we raise big and then we keep raising big. And we, we kept working the unit economics. Even after meeting you, I remember so in our in our house that in that uh, hall um, and and before that another house where we used to live, we used to everywhere that we used to live and work, we used to have a room called the war room which is where we would like work and we used to have huge whiteboards on the walls and stuff. And we used to have beanbags. So if you wanted to sleep, you slept on the floor on the beanbag and you go to sleep looking at the numbers on the whiteboard, you wake up looking at the numbers. So I remember on that whiteboard for nights and nights, Arun like doing the math, the unit economics, 
and no matter how we spun it it was always like losses we know we are a b2c startup like you know we are expected to make losses for a while but at some point it needs to make sense you need to either know some secret sauce about how to make this work or you need to have a huge huge pile of cash to burn because at at some scale it will go but for that the supply has to get homogenous at some point right i mean you got to have some way of rating the driver before your rating system came in like at least some kind of a standard Vahan, like so so what, what what was that moment you said guys you know what maybe this crazy guy is actually making sense so we should probably pivot because you guys sold off you you guys sold off the company driver's cart almost in, instantaneously what i remember yeah oh my god yeah so that was our driven team actually uh, so that's arun aman gaurav nikhil and myself i looked very different but yeah um, and someshwar is not there i think this this particular photo is from the conference room of astark ventures in in bombay uh, so hadi uh, who is also on the board of analytics was the first ever investor into driven as well this was his uh, workplace essentially um, so we used to meet there to brainstorm sometimes um, so the so hadi is a like a he's a super super senior of bits uh, Yeah. we met him actually at a bits alumni meetup like i met him at a bits alumni meetup in 2014 in chennai and and uh, back then he was already uh, talking about uh, you know he had uh, he had a successful exit earlier and then he was a, a vc like he was managing uh, astark ventures and he was talking about uh, looking for you know entrepreneurs to fund and stuff so we kept in touch and hari actually helped us ideate the drivers on demand idea quite a bit like he 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 used to feel that pain a lot he had a card and he used to take it all the time so he was like i will be your first customer always but yeah so the driven uh, acquisition was quite um, you know very quick very painless um which is also why we got no value out of it whatsoever um but we were already excited to be working on analytics by then you know like i said we had a bad couple of months with our supply and we were like god can't do this anymore it's fine let these guys come and take over asap so we had like one phone call with vinith uh, the driver's card founder and he was like yeah i heard you guys uh, pitching this that blah blah what are you guys thinking do you do you want to, we are about to enter bombay do you want to get into a price war with us uh, or we could you know join hands i was like what do you mean by join hands he's like you know like i could take a uh, take a stake in your company and give you guys an exit initially he was like he was like nah, just uh, just give give me your customers and drivers i'll take care of it you guys go focus on the second idea and i was like uh, we we were like do that makes no sense take a stake be an investor and you take the ops along with it so that gave us some added weightage like because we had you as a lead investor we already had drivers card investing saying that oh this is tech that we want and we had like three four people already who had committed like some uh, you know 50k usd uh, or probably a bit lesser 20k types that that really helped us uh, uh, by the time we went to pitch if you remember yeah. like to the larger group because we were like yeah we we are looking to raise 150k out of which we've already raised i think actually we had raised 30 50k yeah i think there wasn't much left we we you got oversubscribed is what i remember yeah we got oversubscribed massively yeah um which was one of the i think one of the lessons like i we shouldn't have let that happen i mean i think this is something that you realized as well right this was one of your first times where in such a huge group this happened 
Yeah. Um, and we didn't have a system of saying no. And I remember you saying that no, you know, this is like we we have to abide by the rules that we agreed to in the beginning. Like you have to be honorable about it. And I, we were literally throwing a tantrum. Like we felt like special kids. We're like, no, but I can pick and choose. Like why should I let forty people into my cap table at small yeah. small amounts? And and yeah, I I think you know obviously lesson learned for me as well. I think. Uh, it's it's important to have investors but having too many small investors never never actually works out well mm. for the start but you God. had investors three very interesting investment styles on your cap table you had pranam marwa from thinkubit you had oh, yeah. you know hari you had from astock and you had me from from artha yeah. if you yeah. when you look back at all three of them you know and all all i mean all three of us are very good friends at the same time uh, but but three very different ways I mean, uh, different ways of investing different ways of looking at a startup and different things that excite them right so how how did you manage those three people and, and what what was that that you took from each person for your own company maybe not something that we used to you know do very uh, uh very consciously we had different cadences with each of you right so we would meet you for a monthly catch up uh, we would meet hari a bit irregularly because depending on his work schedule sometimes it'd be fortnightly sometimes once a month sometimes we'd go like two months without meeting him and pranav we used to have a weekly meeting with because also he had just started thinkubate and we were thinking of, we were sitting and thinking out of thinkubate pranav we had a weekly catch up with and with pranav it was really tactical and you know he he's so young right he's like a couple of years older than us uh, he 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 had a great sense of uh, like a, t- a tactical decisions like you know um day to day stuff that we'd get stuck in with i remember like negotiations with adani my god mm-hmm. pranav and arjun they helped us so much um because we while i spoke to you once or twice about it and you gave strategic inputs about it but they were able to they were like there while the phone calls were going on and they were literally like writing down things no say this now say this now literally like that pranav and arjun and mainly pranav arjun again was uh, there for the initial first year Pranav and Arjun uh, almost coached us to a large extent, like um, how to basically how to you know be not overawed when talking to people like Adani and uh, Reliance and Bharat Petroleum and stuff. How to actually talk like men and you know make sense and not be over infectious with our energy and just be like oh cool, हम तो solve कर देंगे, हम अपना tech देखो. With you, it was always more long term. because like i said the the cadence also sort of dictated that like we met you once a month with numbers we talk about what like what numbers we were tracking whether there were the correct metrics to look at or not i remember struggling to find a north star metric with you for such a long time like i would uh, like so uh, i think someshwar arun and i once turned up to a meeting with you without numbers and you were like there is no point of this meeting and we had come to us like we had traveled to us so the next time i made it a point to come to come to your could come to your come to your office and do the meeting over there yeah, i think so yeah and and i remember pranav was also there and both of you were like yeah but like guys we need a north star metric but yeah so um overall i think uh, definitely strategic inputs from you and long term sort of where are we going whether this is the correct place or not you know asking really hard questions like is this even the correct client for us with pranav it was more like this is an opportunity now how do we crack it yeah. and like i said pranav was always also bringing us opportunities he was like listen i'm connecting you with these guys uh, i know that this is the size of the opportunity i think it makes sense and uh, with hadi it was mostly about 
fundraising and the financial aspects of it like okay this is how much we have left this is what the runway is how do we look at this can we hire one more person should we let go of someone how what kind of numbers to hit before we start thinking about the next round so let let's talk a little bit about like because now we've talked so much about what happened around vahan analytics we haven't really talked about what vahan analytics really is <laughs> what, right so so maybe just for the audience that is that is that is here uh, what, what is vahan analytics what what did it do vahan analytics um, was a driving analytics platform where we could track any driver initially just through their phones and later through a combination of phones and devices i'm not talking about just location tracking i'm talking about tracking their actual driving behavior and their behavior behind the wheel of a car so when a driver is on duty um how well is he driving in terms of speed acceleration braking like i said sharp turns bumps potholes whether he is distracted and checking his phone or not whether he's texting whether he's calling while on the while driving all of that and that uh, sort of collated into a into a saas platform which was sort of a driver management system one of the things we you know had in the roadmap and we never really got around to building it was the whole uh, the, the payroll system for drivers because mm-hmm. while we were while we had built all of this and you know drivers were getting bonuses and penalized according to how they were driving of course the extension of that is that you start handling their whole payroll right yep. and and then then bonuses and and penalties are on you you know how to handle them in in short a driving analytics platform which was largely phone based the usp was that it could, it was phone based and i remember that that when we when we finished raising there was this whole conversation whether we should actually announce the round or not right and 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 but but the right announcement the right amount of pr actually got us our first customer do you remember oh yeah absolutely my god that was <laughs> one of the one of the crazier uh, experiences of my life i remember firstly being completely taken out of the blue then you know we were put on call with like a journalist and there was someone from pr and the the pr person like basically before the journalist came on call the uh, pr person was like okay i am from this this organization and uh, you know uh, i am uh, there's a journalist who's going to join and you are allowed to say these these things and i had no idea what they were talking about so i remember the first couple of interviews went really poorly uh like within that half an hour span and in in those couple of hours we spoke to i think six journalists or something yeah. and we we what a whole pr blast right it was covered from covered by everybody from economic times to business standard etc vc circle a couple of weeks from then um nikhil gets a call uh while we are in office at thank you wait uh nikhil gets a call and somebody's like i'm calling from the ceo's office of adani ports and special economic zone uh we read about this uh, driver uh driver performance system you guys have built driver safety can you do something for us for driver safety and nikhil thought some random dude has called and he's like no no nahi chahiye nahi chahiye <laughs> well not not exactly but nikhil was like what are you talking about man who are you this guy was like yeah i'm calling like then he explained i'm actually calling from yeah there's this person and then we were like okay wait what adani ports and special economic zone let's google it google it the first thing you see is it's a billion dollar port it's india's largest private port and then we were like oh okay Yeah, we weren't expecting to land a huge fish just you know, just right off the dock, right? Like we had literally just set sail. Yeah, but but I I think what was uh, you know the right of the right kind of PR 
right? You obviously don't you don't want to be in the newspapers just for the heck of it. But when you try to explain something that you're doing really for industry, for the you know for the enterprise space, it made a lot of sense to do that kind of PR. But after that, I, I think what was really interesting is the next step, which was which was to actually head down to the Adani port and camp yourself out there. Yeah. And you guys get out the product for them, right? And you went from the nice plush offices of Thinkubate. Uh, and then, and then straight to uh, you know, straight to basically living and living with drivers once again, but this time in a different way though. Um, in fact, we did that twice. So the first time when we went to sell them the the initial product, um, and we didn't really have a product then, right? We had an idea, and we knew the driving uh, analytics part. Like we were too naive to sort of understand that we can't just go and tell them that okay, see, we can track your driver and we can give him a score and we can tell them, we can tell you guys how safe uh, they are. You need to build a whole ecosystem around your idea, right? Like as 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 a, as a um, SaaS product, as as an enterprise solution, there always needs to be an ecosystem around your core product. And much later, like almost four years after that, I came upon. Uh, a SaaS company who were building something out of Chennai, who were actually building the ecosystem before the core product. So just a side anecdote, but yeah, we never even thought about that ecosystem. We just went there. We were like, yeah, this is the core product. Yellow. And they were like, Are, sir, what do you do? Where is your OAuth and where is your sign-on and where is this and where is that? And where can I set my settings? And we were like, what are you talking about? We are not here to sell your suite, but yeah, I mean, we did eventually have to start building out all the parts of the suite to sell data. And obviously, that that one customer basically, you know, in in many ways, funded the entire development of the product. And then you guys went a lot wider. Uh, but I, I think we we at some point realized that you know we, we had to get more enterprise clients, and there was a challenge there. What can you talk a little bit about what the challenge was and what where we were getting stuck? Yes. Okay, so two challenges. One, sales was a challenge because we weren't, uh, we didn't have sales first thinking. Uh, we probably still had B two C first thinking, right? And we were like, if you build it, they will come, which is one of the biggest fallacies in you know being an entrepreneur. So sales, uh, enterprise sales is a completely different beast, and in India, software is so undervalued. Um, there is no, there is no value given for the software that you provide. The value is only for the service that you give at the end of the day. So along with that software, what what these clients really valued and paid for was that we were so small, we needed them so bad that we would be up all night, all day, day after day, week after week, building out custom modules for them. And as you know, that is not scalable. One client. We did that. They were happy. The same client, when they needed a different solution, we were struggling to meet with, like, keep up with demand, and we mistook this for, like, you know, basically product market fit. That was that was in hindsight a lesson. The next few customers that we went to, all said, "Yes, I want this, but I want it with these customizations," and we were like, "Cool, we'll build it. They will pay us." Started killing us. I mean, the amount of money that we spent. Uh, trying to build customizations, the amount of man hours and months and weeks, uh, building out custom modules for clients, a lot of whom didn't convert at the end. Big, big lessons for for posterity or in posterity. What would so what would be your uh, let's say learning uh, to impart to let's say some somebody today in the enterprise SaaS place facing the same issues as you were? 
things just get you know just getting too way too customized to productize yeah i mean first lesson and this is what like gandhi keeps hammering into us now is you don't sell software to indians firstly never never go with a i'm i'm selling a software approach go with a this is my service or this is my value mai aapka there is only like there's only one thing like okay software in the world does two things it saves you time or it saves you money no, nothing else is like enterprise software in india it only saves you money time is also not valued if you go tell them i'm saving your people ka time they like kya jata hai main to isko 20000 de raha hu ye kar lega ye main do aur bitha dunga software nahi chahiye tumhara only if you can save them money very tangibly only dhanda usko top line bottom line ka jo difference dikhega bas the lesson is if you are selling software in india you have to show how much money you are saving like up front put it on your dashboard like in big bold letters you saved 10000 rupees today because you use my software nothing else even if you don't save him money you write that like nothing else works is my lesson <laughs> yeah quite literally and sticker, you know sticker shop they, they, we we need to we need to see that so in in the i mean i so you know the good thing is i face a very similar issue with my own father right two way two way different management styles in the same house and um, You're right. He, I mean, for for him, it doesn't matter why why to buy a certain software or how easy it would be to to share files, as long as it saves him money, right? As long as the money is saved, it doesn't matter whether you were sh- sharing files using using uh, you know using uh, pen drives at this point. Pen drives. And, I was yeah. exactly so use a pen drive. Why do you need to have a Dropbox folder or why do you need to use Teams to to talk to people? Just pick up the phone. Uh, but. It 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 is it is a mindset. It, it it is changing. But yeah, I think productivity productivity gains aren't counted as much simply because India continues to be a very low labor cost market yeah. even today. In this ten hours, it's not going to make a huge difference to the bottom line. I remember like we had multiple conversations. Things were things were starting to to uh, to go slow simply because, like you said, it was getting difficult to sell to an enterprise audience that did not understand the value of productivity. But however, however, I think. we you give it another try with Ad- with adani you with another hint at their port before deciding yeah. to call it quit so that moment what was the reason why you said okay this i don't think this we can i don't think we can scale this see we uh, we spoke to maybe 20 30 customers and um the the learning was always the same you know uh, they needed uh, um let's say a month of development time worth of customizations before they would agree to buy um no. and a that and b doing pilots so when we went to do pilots with them and we said okay see we are going to track your fleet of drivers and you are going to see perceivably how much better your drivers are getting in in a couple of months pay us for the pilot they agreed to pay us they would pay us for the pilots handsomely right but again what happened was they would expect end to end service during those pilots we were not just software providers for that they would be like nahi tum ja ke driver ko samjhao ki wo kyu kharab chala raha hai mera manager nahi karega main apna manager ko fire kar dunga kyunki ab tum aa gaye so we were like are yaar itna high tech software bana ke fir se aake main samjha raha hu driver ko ki sir break mat karo and that guys like are aapko kya pata main 20 saal se gaadi chala raha hu i'm like my god full circle aa gaye yaar 5 saal mein essentially we were like okay see we had all of us had different motivations for being there okay some of us wanted uh wanted to see scale some of us wanted to see impact some of us wanted to 
be the next zuckerberg and be a millionaire etc etc we were like okay in this space doing this it's going to be a hard grind it's going to be 10 years of this grind before we are maybe a 100 crore company if at all so yeah. at some point we were like okay we didn't decide to call it quits if you remember the decision was okay let's start working with b2c companies let's start working with new age startups let's let's start you know talking to the zoom cars and the olas and ubers um, and rapido incidentally so we started pitching to them to to become our customers we were like hey we piloted with zoom car we piloted with ola with uber everyone i think aqua was uh, also rapido also ankur was asking very similar yeah yeah so we we did, we did think about insurance as a, as a product exactly yeah we tried working with icici lombard aqua insurance everyone like bajaj uh, insurance i mean see another uh, in in hindsight another thing that i would like to say is the idea itself is not it's it's a very noble idea firstly you're trying to actually reduce accidents and stuff um the the way we tried to make it business viable maybe was not correct or not uh, easy however it was wrongly timed and timing is so important right and i mean you you've definitely seen this like you've invested in what 50 100 companies i've lost yeah. track like every year i lose track of how many companies you're looking at and how many you're going through uh, and you know which of them are successful and i'm sure the one thing common or one thing that is common for most of them is that they get the timing right either you get the timing right you may even think the timing is right and then the market turns right something like covid happens i mean i was just on a, i was on a pitch in the afternoon today to a company and three months later covid hits and the ex- and, and and the founder says we went from a good to have company to a need to have company and we, and i was like that's exactly the difference that that the reason we said no because i looked through my notes that the reason we said no was because this was, this was a good to have problem and i think that that played a little bit of what we did with vahan analytics as well was that i think people were just just not ready today today an aqua is much different than what aqua was maybe 2 years ago or 3 years ago when, yeah. when we uh, when we were doing this company and i think if we were just a year later maybe a year and a half later things would have been very different you know my honest assessment yes like maybe 2 years you know we used to have this joke uh, with our friends in bombay uh, who used to be like okay so everything sounds fine and what you're telling me is that people are slowly getting there regulations are changing but not quick enough like you guys won't survive the regulations changing because the irda changed like once in 5 years we knew the change is going to come we just didn't know if we would be alive by then as a company and also um, and, and and our friends would be like we, we were done before jio became big right i think yeah jio catalyst jio had just either jio had happened a year earlier i think things would have been very different yeah you're right uh, we, we had a little bit of overlap with jio but um the thing is like you said if jio was already big we would have been betting much larger on b2c first rather than trying to go b2b so then tell me about let's talk about a little bit about this rapido rapido transaction and what what are you guys doing over there now what was it like to finally you know hang the boots saying we got we have to look look through a new bo- you know exist in a new bottle okay the rapido thing um you know happened uh, because hari had introduced us to arvind and the rapido team back in 2016 and we had tried piloting with them back then but we were both in such nascent stages like the rapido app we couldn't integrate our sdk with the rapido app because the rapido app was also really unstable at that time cut to 2019 when we met them they were just starting to slowly go up okay so they like 
when i say slowly go up i'm saying in hindsight looking at where we are now but back then when we started talking to them they were doing x number of rides a day which which wasn't a very impressive number it wasn't like oh my god how kind of number you were like yeah okay given how much you guys have raised one would expect you to be sure the like we had a really good connection with the founders like when we met them again after so many years uh, they were like okay listen we don't have a data team so i mean we pitched to them saying you need driving analytics for your bikers bike pe to accidents are even more fatal and we had a whole round of discussion with them they were like fine give us a solution we will buy it we were like we don't have the solution for bikes yet you pay us we will build it for you um they were like uh, we can't pay you to build a solution and then you will go shop it and give it to the rest of the market so then we were like okay then buy us that got them thinking they were like mm, okay and then they were like okay so i will buy you guys but not just for safety because safety is a small part of what i'm looking for in truth i have a larger need which is i need people who understand data because i don't really have a data science team at all we so we were too busy building a building a startup and building a company a viable company to actually have learned what it means to build a data science first organization or rather a data science team as such right because we were we had data science was one part of our team that was giving the insights and the analytics but we had so much more right as a startup founder you have to like know all yeah. they will they i think they they did look at it through that lens and they were like okay so these guys are going to come uh, with some of their devs uh, and we will get a team that can hit the ground running that knows that understands business that know the importance of delivering you know results and all your usual startup entrepreneurship sort of experience uh, driven factors and i think that was what basically uh, made sense for them having said that they knew that obviously they have to still invest in uh, like you know letting us hire letting us build out a team uh, get more people and and they asked us honestly they were like what do you think like from a data first point of view do, do we hire uh, like do we look and hire like a like a leadership role uh from somewhere in, like you know in the industry and both uh, we were like absolutely yeah because they, we have learned one side of um you need somebody who's like really been razor sharp focused on data as well after you so yeah they they uh, we, we had we had a, a long round of negotiations with them so and, i know we're coming uh, to the end of our time but uh, but the yeah. last questions that i have have and i think some of that also coming from um the audience i think sort of gosh ask you know what are some of the data science problems you're solving at rapido we are solving a whole uh, range of problems retention acquisition uh, cost optimization all of these are there these are these are common across all organizations right um and you know everybody will relate to these like say your microsoft also works on these google also works on these we also work on some of the unique problems that we are solving are very very uniquely related to uh, say um, gig, gig economy uh, sort of uh, ecosystems uh, and especially transportation based gig economy system for example a lot of our a uh, lot of our requested rides do not uh, convert into a, a final net order right like the customer wants the demand is there there's latent demand but for some reason it drops off so basically one of the things we figured is because a lot of times the the guy who's coming to pick you up on the bike he has to travel more in the first mile we call it first mile which is essentially the pickup distance he is traveling more in the pickup distance than the final you know last mile of the order 
so it actually he's at a loss when he's doing that order like looking at the economics of each ride like unit economics of each ride from a marketplace point of view that itself becomes like a huge uh, sort of data problem that you're solving uh, which is which is sort of unique to this space along with like i said some some very generic uh, or general uh, problems like customer retention segmentation targeting acquisition and one one thing uh, yourself i think i was going to say 5 years but uh, shashwati banerjee asked you where do you see yourself 10 years from now 10 Not years from now uh, shivalik sen do 10 10 years is i i don't i cannot uh, honestly see 10 years ahead 5 years ahead i would like to be working on some very relevant and pertinent problem statement for sure um whether that's you know as a part of a larger organization or doing something of my own i have realized one thing like the whole entrepreneurship thing is uh, you know that bug uh, can be sort of fixed um as long as you have ownership wherever i am 5 years 10 years from now i would like to have ownership and you know accountability for what i'm working on no great thanks so much i think shivali that comes to the end of our i know there was a lot more things to talk about we there was there's so many more moments during that journey because you if you remember we started actually by tracking bikes and not cars and we decided to pivot to cars so there were so many pivots that we yeah, because bikes we were it was too hard it's too hard yeah it was just too much noise we, i remember seeing the graph and like i we just can't make sense of this but let's move on to rapid fire this is this is the part of the uh, overall uh, flow that you that you obviously are not aware about so we're going to ask you a quick series of 10 questions whatever first comes to mind and uh, and in meanwhile if there's anybody else asking questions uh, you know we'll take them right at the end So let's get let's get started. First question is the Peter Thiel question. One thing that you know to be true, but very few people agree with you on this. Most uh, drivers that you interact with on a day-to-day basis, uh, cabbies, bike drivers, delivery boys, etc., they actually have a notion of uh, you know how the how the customer sees them, uh, and and they're not you know sort of bad people. Um, which is why i interact them with i interact with them very differently than how most people interact with them you can actually talk to them and have a human conversation with them um uh, you know rather than i think what most people want to do which is not have any kind of interaction with them and uh, you know the lesser interaction you have with any any gig worker the happier you are right but oftentimes you sort of understand the nuances mm-hmm. of the of their business and what drives them to behave like that or be like that if you talk to them a bit i i think it it some of the most insights about what kind of products we should be building even from a fintech or a enterprise tech angle you can understand by by speaking to some of these guys one piece of yeah. advice to founders about fundraising i think you got sorry um i missed that one piece of advice to founders about fundraising fundraising okay um so be see if you if you are working on something that you are uh, sure about and passionate about and uh, there is a you know that there is a large market for fundraising will happen in due time uh, don't don't divert energies from your from actually building what you are building for just for fundraising and and this like is, a, is very- a, a sort of add on to this is uh you know as as first time founders most people will sort of be like okay fundraising is it i have raised money now i'm you know my job is done your job starts after you fundraise okay like if like just realistically speaking if we had not ever raised those 150k uh from vcats and including yours 
we would have maybe given up much earlier right because we had opportunities to be actually hired uh, much earlier and we wouldn't have fought and ground our way through like sleepless nights and like barely be able to pay rent and stuff because we always had that responsibility that um, we you have that responsibility once you fundraise that you have to give that return to the shareholders to your investors and that responsibility does not lie easy and it shouldn't so don't look at fundraising as like the first objective almost look at it as a necessary evil who's your favorite superhero favorite superhero um batman because he doesn't really have any powers but he's still like you know kicking ass with the rest of them uh scaling before profitability or profitability before scaling what do you choose um depends b2b profitability before scaling b2c scaling before profitability yeah, i think it's very very good advice i, I think it, it is important b2c to get at least your your beachhead before you start thinking about uh, profitability uh if you could pick the brain of one person for 24 hours ask them anything you want who i heard if i could pick the brain of anyone for 24 hours uh there's anything after that but if that is the question then um i'd say bill gates uh because he's just yeah he's built uh Shivalik, the most question yeah could you hear me i just started uh... shivalik the question is if you could pick the brain sorry about that if you could pick the brain of one person for 24 hours and you could ask them anything you want who would it be yeah so um i just started answering that bill gates because he built uh quite possibly one of the largest uh, organizations largest most perpetual and infinite organizations ever starting from being just you know builders of software scaled amazingly well into a leadership role and um got so successful that the company had to be broken up by the us government and stuff and even after that he continues to be uh, a thought leader in say solving some of the most important problems facing the world right now and and he really seems like a a uh, nice guy in all his interviews and stuff so bill gates what's one thing you would like to change about the indian startup ecosystem i i think it's something that is changing already uh, which is great to see this is something that i uh, i i used to feel uh, myself while uh, you know a couple of years back the the bias uh, towards uh, having people from premier colleges in your team and you know i am from bits which is considered a premium college and you know recently on twitter there's been so much chatter about how bits are great some of the smartest people i've worked with you know haven't been from uh, any any well known uh, engineering college uh, as such o- on that note an extension of that is i think a bit more diversity in uh, in teams i think would be good like all startups and tend to be like just engineers uh, or or mba grads yeah actually hiring people that don't look like you or talk like you that is such an important part of being an entrepreneur yeah yes you know are you a morning person or night or a night person i am a night person trying to become a morning person and are you are you uh, are you hiring in your team at at rapido absolutely yeah we are hiring in whoever is watching this um we are hiring for product people uh, data scientists data analysts data engineers big data engineers ml engineers developers anything you can think of we are hiring for pretty much and and what what should the what should that person bring to the table and how can they reach out to you reach out to me on linkedin definitely 
drop me a note wherever um what you should bring to the table is you should be responsible uh, enough uh, be accountable and be driven like we 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 cannot uh, in a hyper growth startup you don't have time to coach people and handhold people so even if you do not have the skills but you know that you can learn fast be ready to put in that effort and learn and then just basically drive drive yourself towards the results or towards the targets that we'll set it sounds like you know very cliched startup uh, trope but it's very true most <laughs> startups i think will agree last question three books you would recommend to founders three is okay um definitely zero to one peter thiel uh, uh the hard things about the hard thing about hard things by ben horowitz yep. because it'll connect with you on an emotional level when you when you're having bad days um and you should always i feel like you should always read a bit of science fiction because or any kind of fiction uh, science fiction is my favorite um fiction helps you be creative and think of things that are not true and how you can bring them to life um so whatever is your fiction of choice whether it's harry potter or isaac asimov whatever i personally recommend isaac asimov he's my favorite science fiction writer of all times uh if you want to start start with i robot which was a very famous movie as well no, that's great i i mean jivari there i like i said there were so many topics to cover and i think yeah. uh, we somehow have meandered our way through finishing all, at least touching upon most of them we'll have to do another talk in the future to go through uh, the remaining parts of our story but that being said thank you so much for being on the show i think you know your journey not not every startup journey has to be massive to learn a lot from it right and i think regardless of uh, you know even if rapper does not turn out to be a unicorn or whether where, wherever wherever we land up I, i think your journey is so interesting because it teaches so much about b2c b2b b2b2c and 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 you know so and and just staying at that job right eventually like you said you came a full circle came back into dealing with drivers again but just trying to figure out figure out the problem and i think that i've really enjoyed working with you uh, you know very closely for the Three years, three and a half years, we were uh, we were uh, doing Wahan uh, uh, Analytics together, and ever since we've had you know we met in Bangalore before the lockdown a couple of times, grabbed a few beers, and it's always exciting to hear you and Somesh were talking about all the problems you guys are now solving at Rapido. So thank you very much. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation like always. Uh, just stick around. I'm gonna say bye to everybody else. Bye everybody. Shivari, any final words before we shut for the night? thank you so much i i had a really fun time i knew this was going to be a fun chat and i knew there were some stories that we wouldn't have exchanged before even though you know we've spoken a lot uh yeah so next time i mean you know always looking forward to hosting you um whenever you're down here or we are in bombay uh, i think we'll have a great time catching up like i said in, in a month you'll figure out that i'm going to be in bangalore a lot more often than you think so mm. i'm looking that forward guys, that sounds good with that guys Thanks a lot. See you guys next week with episode 29 and another founder that we'll be having a chat with Shivali